Good day, everyone. This is Matt with A Cup of Freedom. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Today is Tuesday, February 9th, and today is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice in it. I've got my cup of coffee, my Javalia coffee, and I'm ready to visit with you a few days. This is uh, for a few minutes. This is a podcast where we celebrate the freedom that we have through Jesus Christ and how that just can, can we can live that out in every area of our lives. And so uh, just thank you again for joining us. If you wouldn't mind leaving us a review or a rating on Apple iTunes, uh, that would so greatly encourage us and help us to just get this podcast out to more individuals that need to hear about the freedom and grace that comes through Jesus Christ. So so we just got off, I, I want to talk today, we just got off a couple days ago, right, of the Super Bowl, right? Super Bowl 55. And and so no matter what team won or who, who whether you're happy or, or sad, there was this there was this phrase that came out, right, after afterwards, uh, because a certain quarterback has now won seven Super Bowls, right? Tom Brady has now won seven Super Bowls. And so this phrase comes out, uh, called the goat, right? The goat, the greatest of all time, right? And so people put have already put that kind of title on him, as well as uh, you know just calling him the greatest of all time in his sport. But then what you also see is you start after afterwards you start seeing these comparisons, right? Well, who really is the greatest of all time? And people start comparing, you know, other sports you know, other athletes from different sports to, to, to him. It happens with, with every sports season, with every champion, we start comparing, you know, and now we start comparing Tom Brady to Michael Jordan and to, to Muhammad Ali and to Tiger Woods and to, you know, Serena Williams and just on and on and on every, you know, whatever sport is your favorite sport, you, you, there's probably a greatest, right? There's probably one. And, and even within the sport, people can argue, well, who was who was the greatest? And so, so we have this argument, right? And 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 we kind of everybody shares their own opinions of it, and everybody shares what they think is is really true in, in all of that. And and yet today, I want to talk about a different goat, a different greatest of all time, uh, and that being Jesus Christ. And so, I want to talk about this this battle, if you will, this competition. That is there between Adam and Jesus Christ, and how Scripture differentiates between the two. And so we have this battle, right? We have there's this battle between who who we were, as the Bible will call, in Adam, versus who we are now in Christ at at the moment of salvation. And so I'm going to look. I'm not going to be able to read all the, the Scripture today, but I want you to go and and if you have time this week. Read through Romans uh, 5, 12 through 21. Spend some time on that. It's going to differentiate between this, this, this battle, if you will, of what happened once Adam sinned, sin entered the world, and then what Jesus did to, to deal with that. And, so, and, and, then, and then how we actually, uh, who, who is the greatest of all time? So I'm kind of calling this podcast the greatest goat, the greatest, greatest of all time, because that being Jesus Christ and what he did to to set me free, to set you free. Uh, and so we look at this, and so uh, it starts off in verse 12, and it says, when, when Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam's sin brought death. 
So death spread to everyone, for everyone sinned. So I want you to see here in this too is that we're going to have two teams, right? We're going to have the in-Adam team and the in-Christ team. You're either in one or two teams, okay? So in Adam, this is what what, what Adam's sin did. We're going to go through some kind of things that it, that it did. And the first one, it not, didn't just bring sin to the world. Yes, sin entered the world at that time. But listen to what it said. It said it brought death. So not only do we have sin, were we in sin, that was our old identity in Adam. It, we, we were in sin, but we were also in spiritual death. We were, even though our body may still been, be alive, we were spiritually dead. Okay? So everyone, it says everyone sinned. And I don't know about you, but everyone is an inclusive word. It means everyone. Everyone doesn't just mean some. It means it means everyone. So everyone had sinned. Death spread to everyone. That means when you are born, when you were born, you were born with, if you, for lack of a better word, you were born with the virus of sin. Everybody's talking about viruses these days, right? With COVID and everything. You were born with the virus of sin because of the one man, because of Adam. So then verse 13 goes on to say, yes, people sinned even before the law was given, but it was not counted as sin because they were not yet there was not any law to break. So, but, but what he's saying there, and I'm not going to go into that too deep, but the law of Moses had not been given yet until Moses. So between Adam and Moses, there was still sin going on, but God wasn't counting that against people because the law had not yet been given yet to show what was sin and what was not sin. Okay, Verse 14, still everyone died, though, from the time of Adam to the time of Moses, even those who did not disobey an explicit commandment of God, as Adam did. Now Adam is a symbol, a representation of Christ, who was yet to come. But there is a great difference between Adam's sin and God's gracious gift. For the sin of this one man, Adam, brought death to many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of forgiveness to many through this other man, Jesus Christ. So you see the difference here. So by this one man... Sin entered the world, spiritual death, condemnation, okay? There's this word of, uh, there's a great difference, right? It brought death to so many. Uh, There's this condemnation. There's this old identity, but yet in Christ, we've been given this greater, he says greater, wonderful gift of grace, this gift of forgiveness, and that's all through Jesus Christ, all through Christ. So in Christ, you have been made alive now, spiritually alive. You have a new identity. You are you are in union with Christ, and you are actually declared righteous. So moving on, so it says here in verse 16, and the result of God's gracious gift is very different from the result of that one man's sin. For Adam's sin led to condemnation. Here's the condemnation, right? But God's free gift leads to our being made right with God, even though we are guilty of many sins. I mean, we've, Christian people have, there's been billions of sins have been committed since the time of Adam. But Jesus' one, one death, one death on the cross and resurrection, that free gift has, if we have chosen to receive that free gift and, and enter into this, 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 walk with the Lord, then all of those sins, every one of them, have been taken care of, have been forgiven. We've been made right now. Even though we are guilty of many of sins, we've actually been declared not guilty because of the obedience 
of one man. Here's where it gets really good. The, uh, so there's no now no condemnation. We're, in, we're the righteousness of God, right? For the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many, but even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness for all who receive it will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. Do you hear that? This The one man, Adam, produced death of everybody, spiritually dead, okay? But even greater, again, greater was God's wonderful gift of grace and this, and because of that, there's now no condemnation. We have been given the gift of righteousness, which means we live in triumph over sin. Victory is another word for that. We live in victory over sin and death. Why? It's because it's through this one man, Jesus Christ. And it says, yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone, but Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and new life for everyone because one person disobeyed. God, many became sinners, but because one other person obeyed God, many will be made righteous. So do you see that? There's one sin brought condemnation, but one act of righteousness brought right relationship to God. One person's disobedience brought brought everyone to become sinners, but one person's obedience brought everyone to righteousness. Now, when I say everyone, not everyone who chooses, this does not mean that everyone is saved. Okay, please don't hear me on that. But it, it brings the opportunity. It says many will be made righteous. Many. Right? Those who have accepted that gift and have opened the gift of righteousness that God has given us. So it's, but we have to see it's not our, our obedience. And here's why Jesus is the greatest of all time. The greatest of all time. Because it's through his obedience that makes us right with God, not in what we're doing and we're not doing. And that's the lie that we can, that we can believe. It, it's, it's that we, we well, first of all, we struggle just to even believe that we are righteous, that we've been given the righteousness of God. But Scripture, read, I, I, I challenge you to read through these Scriptures and to actually reconcile that and go, it's, it's because of Christ's one act of righteousness, we've been made righteous in Christ. Because of him, it's not, it's not, it has nothing to do with what we're doing or not doing. It's the complete result and finished work of what God did in you at the moment of salvation. At that moment of salvation, you became righteous because of Christ's righteousness. And we, we may talk a little bit more about that on another podcast, but that's, that's what's actually happening. So I, so I, I, I challenge you to, to, to reconcile that if you struggle. Wait, wait a minute, Matt. There's no way I can be righteous. Look at what I did a few minutes ago. Okay, and then also he, 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 he talks about the, the disobedience of, of, of Adam, okay, that everyone became sinners, but the obedience of Christ. So if you're struggling, say, man, I, I'm just, I just need to obey Christ. I just need to obey. Well, of course, we want to, but it's the obedience of the one man. It's his obedience. That's what did it. We, we're never going to be able to get it fully right. We're, that's why we need Christ. Because it was his obedience, obedience all the way to the cross, all the way to pay the price so that we could have life in him. That's, that's the obedience. That's the life that we have. And, you know, that word, I go back to verse 17 because I think that's, that's whoever has received this will live in triumph or victory over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. So this is why Jesus is the greatest of all time. Let's contrast the two again. Adam, what do we have? We have sin for everyone. We have death, spiritual death, separation from God. We have condemnation. We have an old identity. That's what we had in Adam. And in Christ, 
Well, now what do we have? We have victory over sin, victory over death, spiritual life, union with God. We have, we are now triumphant. Think about that word triumphant. I love it. Is is Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay were triumphant the other night in the Super Bowl? Right? They won the victory. And in Jesus Christ, we are triumphant. We have the victory over sin through this one man, Jesus Christ. We've been we are in union with God. We have been made righteous. And we have a new identity. We have a new identity. You're now in Christ, and you are declared righteous. And that is why Jesus is the greatest of all time. Because if here's and, and listen to me, um, men and women, if you are in Christ, these are things that are true of you. You may not be thinking them and feeling them, but ask God. Ask God. And here's a great question to go to go, go, go with. A couple of questions: Am, Have I been more focused on in Adam or my sin consciousness? Focused on sin or just focused on all the things that I can't obey or that I can't do or not do? Have I been focused on that or have I been focused on the complete victory and triumphant, uh, the triumphant actions of the one man, Jesus Christ? Have I been focused on that versus, oh, well, I'm just, look what I did five minutes ago. I'm just a dirty, rotten sinner. I'm just, oh, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. Or am I... Am I focused on the abundance of grace that I have through Christ and I've been declared righteous? And that that then that can that can just permeate through every thought and every action. I can respond out of who I am versus trying to get it all right because I'm focused on I have this sin consciousness versus this life in Christ consciousness versus this triumphant consciousness that I'm victorious in Christ. And I will say to you today, you have the victory. If you're in Christ, you have the victory. You may not know it yet. You may not realize it, but you do. And I think that's the struggle for so many of us is we don't really realize what we already have. And by this, by what we just said today, you have so much. Read through Romans 5, 12 through 21 to realize what you have in Christ. And it's all because of him. Grace and freedom has a name, and its name is Jesus Christ. And so that's why he is the greatest goat of all time, because his one act of obedience to go to the cross and to resurrect three days later, that one action has declared sin to be dead, sin to be uh, eliminated from our lives, and we are no longer, that's no longer our identity and sure, we can choose to go back to the flesh and go back to things that we know we shouldn't go to. We can choose that. But now that we know that we know that we know that we're spiritually alive, we're triumphant, we're victorious. How? Because of Christ in us. Then I can go and say no to sin because, because I don't want that. That's not me anymore. I'm dead to that. That's, that's what I was before Christ. That's what I was in Adam. But I'm not in Adam anymore. I'm in Christ. You are either on one or two teams today. So I want, want to encourage you, if you're in Christ today, this is true of you. You're identified with Christ's righteousness, with the life that you have in Him, with being in union with God. That's that's true. Uh my encouragement would be to you for, to accept that, to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal that to you in a deeper way. And I would say this to you, if you're, if you're listening today and you have not yet made that decision to, to accept this gift of righteousness, this gift of forgiveness through Jesus Christ, if you're still on the fence and you've been thinking about it and just not sure, um, I, I encourage you to, to take that leap today. Take that leap of faith. 
just, just all you have to do, there's nothing fancy you have to do. You don't have to clean yourself up. Okay, remember, it's not about your obedience. It's about the obedience of Christ and say, you know what? Yes, I believe. I believe that Jesus died for me. I believe that, that uh, yes, I have this sin in my life and I'm, I'm spiritually dead and I want to I be alive in Christ. I want to be triumphant. I want to be on the winning team. Make that choice today. It'll be the best decision you make today and the rest of your life. Make that decision today. And for those of us that are in Christ, we celebrate today. We celebrate the victory because we are on the winning team. We're on the winning team. And Jesus is our Lord. And Jesus is the life that we have in us. And that is how we can go today and the rest of this week and live in triumphant victory because we have his life in us. It's not about us trying to go out and get it right or when we mess up just to fall back into this old identity. No, you're a new creation. Live in this triumphant victory today. You are triumphant over sin. If a temptation comes your way, that's the, that's the phrase you say. I'm triumphant because I have the greatest of all time. I have the goat in my life. And that's what's going to get you through. So I hope this encouraged you today. I encourage you to read through those scriptures. Uh, reach out to us if you have any questions or thoughts or would like to pursue one-on-one coaching. That's what we do. We help individuals find their own freedom, uh, be able to walk them on their journey, just coach them and mentor them through uh, just this process of experiencing freedom. So if that's something you're interested in, please, please reach out to us. So thank you again for joining us. As we say on this podcast, come as you are and find freedom. We'll talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.